Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. All right. So, like I said, we are, and like you can see, we are talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. Who here has heard about this, this Holy Spirit character? Yes? You've probably heard this word if you've been in church. If you have heard it and you don't know really uh, what to think about it, raise your hand, maybe. Raise your your hand if you're like, I'm not really sure about that whole thing. That's okay if you are, and that's why we're talking about it tonight, okay? So, the Holy Spirit, first thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, okay, is that the Holy Spirit is God, okay? The Holy Spirit is God. Now, we believe in a God who is one, right? But we also believe that God in three different persons, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's something we call the Trinity. Why? Because tri means three and there's three of them. So it works out. The word means what we think it means. It means three. So there are three people in in the Godhead is what we call it. And the Holy Spirit is one of those. Okay? Now, to help you think about it, we talked about three, right? So, everyone hold up a triangle. I want you to do this with your fingers. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hold up a triangle. Now, a lot of times we will use an equilateral triangle. Who knows what that is? Who knows what that is? Yep. An equilateral triangle. You know what that is? Cool, 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 cool. An equilateral triangle has equal lines on it. Okay, now, with you holding up your hand, probably not all equal sides. But just so that you can remember, a triangle, right, that has equal sides. And actually, a, a triangle, an equilateral triangle has equal angles, too. So everything equals the same thing. And that, when we talk about the Trinity, is important because the Holy Spirit is as much God as the Father, and is as much God as Jesus, as the Son, okay? So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, I want you to think about that. I want you to remember that the Holy Spirit is God, okay? Now, tonight, specifically, we are going to talk about two roles that the Holy Spirit plays, okay? Who is the Holy Spirit? We have to answer that question. And so to give you an example, right, the Father, when we think about the Father, there are some, some roles that the Father plays are creator, He created everything, right, at the very beginning. Um, And he is our father, right? He acts as a father towards us. The son, Jesus, some roles that he plays. He is our savior, right? He died on the cross and saved us from our sins. And he is our Lord. He is who we submit to. He is the most important voice saying the most important things to us. Jesus, okay? He is our Lord. Now, the Holy Spirit, we are going to focus on two of a lot of things that the Holy Spirit is. Okay, so the first thing, I made up motions because I like motions. The first thing is that the Holy Spirit is with us. So everyone do this. The Holy Spirit is with us. And the second thing, the Holy Spirit is powerful. So put up both your big old muscles, big old arm muscles that you have. All right, so do it with me. The Holy Spirit is with us, and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Let's try again. Holy Spirit is with us, and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Good, nice job, you did it. So, we are going to talk about being, that the Holy Spirit is with us first, okay? 
The Holy Spirit is with us. Now, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we talked about Zacchaeus. Remember we talked about taking from a tax collector. We talked about how Zacchaeus responded in a crazy way to God. He had a lot of faith and he gave away everything he had to follow Jesus. He had a lot of faith. And then we talked about all these people throughout scripture. I talked about Abraham and Moses and David and the prophets. All of these people who throughout scripture did crazy amazing acts of faith because they believed that God was who he said he was and he would do what he said he would do. And therefore, we should do what he says we should do. All right, are you with me? So all of those people who did all of those crazy acts of faith, the Holy Spirit was with them. That is why the Holy, that's why they acted as they did because they had the Holy Spirit with them, encouraging them and, and showing them what God was asking of them and what he was, he was calling them to do, okay? So that's the first thing. God is with us, and, that, and so that's what we learned from the Holy Spirit. There's this word that's used, Emmanuel. It was used to describe Jesus coming in the flesh, right, to be with us. Emmanuel is God with us. And that same word, we can think of that idea when we think about the Holy Spirit because he, it is God with us. The Holy Spirit is God with us, okay? So everyone do this. God with us. Now, we really start to see what the Holy Spirit is here for and in our own lives when Jesus is about to leave earth. Jesus, um, he is talking to his disciples. It's in John 14. John is a gospel where you learn about who Jesus is, okay? And you learn about what he did. And in John 14, he says, talking about the Holy Spirit because his disciples are scared. They're not really sure what's going to come next. He says this, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it can neither see him or know him. But you do know him. For he lives with you and he will be in you. Okay? So Jesus calls the Holy Spirit this advocate. So advocate is a big word. Here's what I want you to think about. Advocate means helper. Advocate also means speaking on somebody else's behalf, okay? So the advocate, the Holy Spirit, is here to help us communicate to God and to help God communicate to us, okay? And the Holy Spirit helps and is good at communicating between God and between us. And Jesus is actually saying that later on, two chapters after this, Jesus will actually say, it is good that I should leave you. And rightfully so, or at least in the moment rightfully so, his, his disciples were like, what the heck, man? No, you're here. This is good. This is better. You're our savior. You saved us from our sin eternally. How could that be better? How could there be anything better, right? But Jesus said, no, it's good because the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's not even just going to be with you. Like with is like, I can stand with somebody, right? And just be like next to them, but not really like talk to them or acknowledge them, right? He says, no, actually the Holy Spirit will be in you, within you, okay? So it's different. Here, I'm going to use this water bottle to help me explain, okay? So this water bottle right here, who drinks water? Hopefully everyone, please raise your hand. It is vital for life. If you don't, you should. I don't drink enough, but this bottle of water, right? Um, is this bottle of water hydrating me right now? No. No. No, me holding this water bottle 
is not me being hydrated by this water bottle. Correct? Everyone agree? But if I were to open this water bottle, take the cap off, take a drink, goes down my throat into my bloodstream or something, wherever that goes. I don't know. Where does water go, Macy? Oh, no, no. (laughs) But I know you need it. I know it goes somewhere important, okay? And now the water is hydrating me. Now it's doing its job. Now I can actually benefit from the water being with me, right? Because it's different, me seeing the water. Good reminder that I need to drink it, right? Because it's sitting here so I can be like, okay, cool. Should drink that later. But then I actually take it and I open it and I drink it, okay? In the same way, we can think about the Spirit of God, okay? The Holy Spirit is not just with us. It's not just sitting on a table next to us. We can have it in us, okay? And it's so much better that way. Um, It's so much more useful that way. And so the Spirit of God, which... Jesus would give to these disciples who he's talking to in John 14. Um, He said it's available like a drink of water. And so that's what I want you to think about when you think about the Holy Spirit. It's accessible to you. It's in us like it's in a drink of water, okay? Because remember the scripture we just read. The Holy Spirit is not just living with us but in us and actually helping us, encouraging us, and convicting us to do the will of God. Okay? This water... It's not hydrating, it's not giving me any nutrition by sitting here. But when it comes into me, when it becomes a part of me, it's actually changing the way my body works. Okay? It's reordering the way my body works. And the Holy Spirit is coming into us and living within us in order to change the way our hearts and our minds and our bodies work and see and view and get to communicate with God. That's the Holy Spirit. In the book of John, um, a little bit earlier than this, Jesus actually compares the Holy Spirit to water. He says that whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And actually, John gives a note at the end, and he says, but he meant the Holy Spirit. When he was saying this, he meant the Spirit, who would come on them after after Jesus ascends into heaven and is glorified. And so we have the Holy Spirit with us because Jesus has ascended into heaven and he has sent his Holy Spirit to be with us always. Okay? So the Holy Spirit is with us. Everybody do this. The Holy Spirit is with us. But the Holy Spirit is not only with us, right? He's not only with us, but he is powerful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. The Holy Spirit actually empowers what we do to be what God would do, okay? The Holy Spirit is a powerful, right? We talked about at the very beginning, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. I'm going to say it till you understand that the Holy Spirit is God and is in you. What? Guys, the amazing, eternal, big, powerful God that you believe in is in you, available to you at all times through the Holy Spirit, and he is powerfully working, okay? Now, scripture tells us, because here's the thing with the Holy Spirit, right? We can't see the Holy Spirit. He's not Jesus. He's not wrapped in flesh. And so, 
it's kind of hard, and it's kind of hard to understand how to see the Holy Spirit working. But in Scripture, there's a word used for the Holy Spirit, okay? It's a fun word to say, so I'm going to make you say it. It's called ruach. Ruach. Clear your throat. Take a sneeze or something. Ruach. Now, very cool, very fun to say. Say it a lot more, but not right now. The Holy Spirit is described as ruach, which means it's an invisible power that can't be seen, but typically it refers to wind. How many of you have heard of wind before? Yeah. Okay. Now, I need someone to come up here and help me with something. Okay. But here's the criteria. You need to know what is wind. You need to be able to describe it to me. Okay. So, let's see here. Alex, come on up. Let me grab a mic. Alex, uh, have you ever seen wind before? No. No, no, you haven't. Good answer. Okay, Alex, can you tell everybody here? Come on up here so everybody can see us. Can you tell everybody, what does wind look like? I don't know. I can't see it. Huh. What, uh, what color is it? I don't know. I can't see it. Um, uh, okay. Well, what does it, uh, can you tell me anything about the way it looks? Interesting. It looks strong, probably. It looks strong, probably. Okay. Okay. Alex, those are all correct answers, even though seems like I was setting you up right there. But I promise that's the right answer. So, I need you to stay up here for me a second. Because wind, like we just found out, can't be seen. We don't know what it looks like, right? So, I have a little experiment to try. And I have a friend, actually my sister, who's going to come up here and help me. Her name's Madison. Everyone give her a good snapping applause. Nice, nice, nice. Now, Alex. I need you to help me too, okay? Now, um, here's the thing. Here, Alex, hold this. Don't drop it. Okay, I made this box. Yes, I made it. Thank you. This box is going to help me make wind, okay? And, and Madison here is going to hold this cup for me, okay? So Madison, hold the cup. Alex, I need you to come over here, like maybe back here. Can everybody see? But mostly? Okay. Madison, you're doing great. That's exactly what I wanted you to do to do. So Madison is going to hold that. This is called, in case you're wondering and looking for this at the store, this is called the Vortex Windinator 3000. And I have not made 3000 of them. I just like the name 3000. It makes it sound cooler. So this is my Vortex Windinator 3000. I'm going to get closer. <laughs> I've tried this a couple of times, and I am an amateur. <laughs> so, Alex, what I need you to do is I need you to, you to inspect this space right here from the windinator to the cup, the nader. And I need you to tell me if you see the wind from here to there, okay? Ready? Yeah, it worked! <laughs> Madison, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, Alex, come back up here. Alex, did you see that wind? No. Hmm. 
But did you see the cup fall? Yes. Hmm. Weird. Thanks. You can sit down. Okay. So. No, it's just wind, silly. So. Wind cannot be seen. But like Alex observed, she did see the effects of the wind. Correct? So, even though we can't see the wind, we can see the effect of the wind. We saw the cup fall, but we did not see anything move but until the cup did, right? In the same way, we can see the effects of the Holy Spirit. We can see the work of the Holy Spirit when it has moved, when the Holy Spirit has moved, and when we feel or see those effects in our lives, it gives us the opportunity to acknowledge who God is and to acknowledge him working in our lives, okay? So, in Galatians 5, 22, we see some of the things that the Holy Spirit creates in us, okay? It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, the Holy Spirit is not doing nothing, right? We know that the Holy Spirit works. We know that the Holy Spirit is moving. And we know, the scripture tells us, that's not the only time that we are told in scripture of what the Holy Spirit does and what the Holy Spirit creates. But this is a list of the the things that are created in the life where the Holy Spirit is living in someone. So if you are living a life and you're wondering, is the Holy Spirit in me? Is the Holy Spirit working Do you see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control? Do you see that the fruit of what we know is the power, which is the Holy Spirit, in your life? Okay? So, the Holy Spirit is with us, and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Do this again. The Holy Spirit is with us, and the Holy Spirit is powerful. But we know that one of these things, right, if we talk about that the Holy Spirit is with us, just like this water sitting on the table next to me, not hydrating me, is not doing much for me, correct? So when we acknowledge the Holy Spirit and we acknowledge that he is powerful, we have to acknowledge that he is doing things and that he is working. Because, so there's this man named Paul. Okay, and he, all throughout scripture, he lived with the Holy Spirit, and he lived empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he says this about the Spirit that lives in you. He says, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. The Holy Spirit is not just with you. The Holy Spirit is within you. The Holy Spirit is working and and acting in order to create in you a heart that sees his works. A heart that is defined by love and joy and peace and patience. And so we have the opportunity to notice this power that is inside of us. Because that same power, the Holy Spirit that's living in you... Raise Jesus from the dead. You guys, you have a power in you. You have a Holy Spirit who didn't do nothing when Jesus was dead. It actually regenerated him and brought him back to life. 
That is a powerful God. And he doesn't use it, use it to hurt us. He doesn't use his power to hurt us. He actually uses it to bring us to life too. We have a God who is powerful and who is using his power to be with us. So this is incredible. Last week we heard about the amazing gift of baptism that Jesus modeled and offered to us. That we could join him in his death and resurrection by the power of the Holy Spirit and be offered a life that is lived with the Holy Spirit. And this week, we are talking about the Holy Spirit, who through our proclamation and faith decision to be baptized, comes into us and lives in us. This is the question that we're answering. Who is the Holy Spirit? The answer is the powerful presence of God raised, that raised Jesus from the dead and is raising you from the dead too. This is the spirit that lives in you. This is the spirit that moves and breathes and walks with you to school and to your house. That you are, it's constantly available to you. So tonight, you're going to go into your group times after we worship for a little bit. Um, And right now, we're actually going to go into communion. And we are going to talk about, guys, how the Holy Spirit actually changes the way we live. Actually changes the way we get to see God. We see a God who's not far off. We actually see a God who wants to be near us and who is using his power for good. And so, in your groups tonight, you're going to get this little piece of yellow string. It is not fancy. I got it at Walmart, okay? And you're going to put this on your wrist because I want you guys to think about every time you see this little piece of yellow string on your wrist that the Holy Spirit, God, is within you and he is working in you. He is powerful. You're going to put these on your wrist to remember that. And today, as we take communion, as your leaders pass communion, you are going to think about how this God, who sent his son, his only son, Jesus, to the cross. He sent his son, Jesus, to the cross to die a sinner's death. He was perfect. But to die a sinner's death, so that you don't have to. And actually, he rose himself from the grave to show what it looks like to live with his spirit, to live in his spirit, being raised to new life, letting the sin and letting the flesh and the desires that you so tightly hold on to that aren't from Jesus, letting those all die with Jesus and being resurrected, being brought back to life into the newness and cleanness and pureness of Jesus. We get his purity. We get his righteousness. So as your leaders pass communion, if you haven't been baptized, if you aren't sure yet what you believe about who Jesus is, that's okay. Just pass the tray. Take this time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to tell you who he is, to speak for himself, to communicate who God is to you. And if you have been baptized, take this communion and remember who Jesus is. Remember what he's done, the power that he is working with and for you. And remember the sacrifice of the cross. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.